Hello and welcome to Coaching Confidential, a podcast hosted by ICF certified professional coaches Lisa D and myself Vimla. In this podcast we bring you inside a real live unscripted coaching session. And at the end of the coaching session you hear from the client about the impact of the coaching and you hear from the coach about the skills that the coach used. In the last episode we changed our format a little bit. and introduced the authentic relating practice to you authentic relating is a practice that helps facilitate authenticity with ourselves and in our relationships for the coaches out there you probably know that relationship building and authenticity show up a lot in coaching so we decided that this is a practice that we all could benefit from coaches and non coaches lisa Could you expand on what happened in episode 6 and what's here in episode 7? Sure. Yeah, so in episode 6, we met Gabe, who is also an ICF credentialed professional coach. And uh Gabe told us a little bit about his life journey and how it landed him into the career of a coach. And he introduced us to this practice called authentic relating and uh told us a little bit about the basis of authentic relating sort of the principles of authentic relating and at the end of episode 6 we kind of left you on this cliffhanger and in episode 7 the one you're listening to now we pick back up and we let you be a fly on the wall to Gabe and I playing authentic relating games. Awesome. Yeah, so we welcome you as you listen to notice what's happening for you when you listen to the authentic relating game happening. Um and on the other end I'll share what was happening for me. On that note, let's listen. So we're going to jump in with some of the practices and we're going to play a really simple game that allows us to explore a bunch of the practices of authentic relating at once through simply naming what's present in connection. And so the five practices again just really quick are welcome everything, assume nothing, reveal your experience, own your experience and honor self and other. And the game we're going to play is called the noticing game and it's just talking about what we're noticing in the present in connection. and doing the best we can to keep our attention focused there in what's emerging between us and how the energy is shifting in connection both with ourselves and with the other person. Okay. And so when you're playing the noticing game, you're trying to speak to what's alive, welcoming it of course, not shutting anything out, questioning the assumptions or origin story of your experience, like noticing what's going on beneath and like a part of your emotions or sensations. and of course revealing it to yourself and your partner in a way that's fully owned. So you never want to say like, oh, well when you look at me that way you make me feel blank, right? That's not owned. You could say like, oh, when i notice your gaze i feel myself drawing back, right? That would be an owned version of that. So we want to try to do that as much as we can speaking from our experience about the impact somebody else has. And we'll just go back and forth starting with that sentence stem. Being here with you, i notice blank. and the thing you notice could be part of your experience so emotions sensations oh, i notice my cheeks getting warm i notice my hands are clammy i notice my heart lifting up or wanting to be closer to you right you can name desires that would be part of your experience you could name something else 
about you. Like, oh, I notice your background and I have an assumption we have the same brand of refrigerator, right? Like you could say something like that, or you could say something about the connection. Like being here with you, I notice we both seem at ease and expecting something to happen, right? So there's those three layers you can speak to in what you notice. What's going on for you, what you imagine is going on for someone else, and what you're experiencing in the shared connection between you. And you can also share impact. So if anything I'm saying is like landing on you in a certain way, you can share what the impact is on you from what I said. Okay, great. This sounds awesome. May we do a little bit of the exercise and then maybe say cut and point something out that's happening if it's really relevant? Yeah, you can pause this whenever you want. And I'll pause this if I see something like, hey, wait, did you notice? I'll be happy to do that. Okay. I'm excited to show up here as a complete novice in practice with you, Gabe. Cool. Well, do you want the uh, the quick ground rules or framing one more time before we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Bottom line. Cool. So we're going to do our best to stay with our present experience and just name what we're noticing. And the sentence stems we can use to help us do that are being here with you. I notice blank, which could be a thought, an emotion, a sensation, and you can share impact, which would be hearing that I notice blank, something that changed in you in response to what your partner shared. And you can ping pong back and forth like that, changing with being here with you, I notice blank, or sharing impact. Trying to stay present. All right, sweet. You want to start us off? Actually, no, I want you to start us off, if you don't mind. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, being here with you, I notice myself kind of settling in a little bit, slowing down. Mm. Being here with you, I notice I'm a little nervous about getting this right. Mm. Yeah, hearing that, I feel two things. A sense of concern of like, oh, I want to help. And also like this mischievous, no, I'm just going to let Lisa figure it out. (laughs) There's a part of me that's like, nah. We're just going to roll with it. Hearing what you just said, I noticed that I feel completely capable Mm. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing that, I'm like feeling a sense of ease, just like not, not not concerned or caretaking of you. So now being here with all that said, or all that in our space, I feel excited about potentially making a big old mess. Yeah. Yeah. Being here with you, I noticed that the mess is always kind of there. Like we're, we're kind of feeling our way through things. And I know that sounds like there's some judgment in that, but that feels good to me to kind of like be making it up as we go along. Yeah. Yeah. And being here in this moment, I notice that I'm less concerned with 
actually, maybe I just feel a little bit more safe than I might normally. Mm. Like if I was at work, I'd be more concerned with making a mistake. Mm. But here I'm like, whatever. (laughs) How fun to make a mistake here. Yeah. Can I pause this there? Yeah. I want to note something that just happened then. That is interesting as we try to notice our experience. Like you named it changing really quickly as you tried to name it. And that's an important part of this exercise is like when you really drill down and try to notice what's happening, you, one of the first things you notice is how quickly it's changing, which I just watched you do. I watched you like start to say something and then say, actually, it's this other thing, Mm -hmm. which tells me that you're really present with what's happening for you because you're like noticing that it's sort of like this running stream of thought and emotion and it's always moving. Mm which is a powerful part of a meditation practice. And I think what kind of this sneakily smuggles it in is this idea. So just wanted to kind of tease that out for folks that I heard that happen. And it's part of what goes on when you really do the noticing game. You're like, whoa, this is changing really fast. I felt nervous a moment ago. And as soon as I named it, now I feel my breath slow down. Or like my palms were clammy when I started talking. And now that I'm listening to you, I feel like my shoulders drop. So it's always shifting really quickly. Yeah. So I love that you highlighted how I was tracking what was happening in real time. Um, And you brought in the word meditative. And I'm just wondering, not to take us too far off track, but does this kind of exercise embody some of the qualities that meditation might offer? It can, depending how you frame it. And so let's go back to the game with a specific intention this time of only naming sensations that we're having in our bodies, because that would be essentially using this for a meditative process to just be with sensation and try our best not to name emotions or judgments or thoughts. And I'll keep track. We'll do this for, for maybe a minute or so. Okay of just trying to name what's in our experience from a physical sense. Okay. And so you could say, being here right now, I notice and name a sensation you have. Okay. Would you mind starting? Sure. Being here now, I suddenly notice my feet are cold because I don't have socks on. Being here now, hmm. this is hard. Mm -hmm. Give me a sec here. Being here now, being here now, being here now, I'm, I'm noticing the sensation of my voice in my jaw Mm. as I'm speaking. Mm. Cool. And being here now, I'm aware that my tongue feels itchy because I burned it on hot tea. Being here now, I am noticing how my wet hair on the back of my neck and the humidity and rain outside are creating a little microclimate (laughs) on the back of my neck. 
Mm. Being here now, I notice how I'm squeezing my hands between my legs and I notice how much warmer my, my leg muscles are than the bones in my hand. And my fingertips are colder. Okay, I got one more here. A little contrast. Being here now, I'm noticing how I'm clutching this pen because this is a little intimate. Mm. Yeah. Now let's pause there. Because I think you're right. I think like this is comes to sort of the challenge of revealing our experience of being really with it. It does feel intimate, right? To talk about what, like what's happening for us. Even something really simple, like, oh yeah, my hair is wet. You know what I mean? Or like, I notice I'm clenching my fist. There's nothing particularly like risque about that, but it feels vulnerable to be so direct with our experience sometimes. Well, no, I... I and also not so much with you, although that, that is true, but also with myself, because I think I have a habit of being out of body sometimes. Yeah, I had an assumption that that was going on for you. You're like, wow, this is really difficult. But then as soon as you got into it, the sensations you were naming were pretty big. Like having wet hair on your neck, like I would notice that. It's a strong sensation. But a lot of us live kind of checked out of that physical environment. We're in our head a lot. There's a Charles Dickens novel that starts off with the description of the main character as living like a short distance from his body. And I think that that's how a lot of us live in this disembodied mental place, which is why this game can be really hard for people to play at first, because they're just focused on that ticker tape, you know, kind of narrative experience they're having. And they're not coming down into the experience itself as readily. So it can be a really, really good practice for that because it does slow you down. It does kind of push attention downward into a more embodied place. Yeah. Yeah. So let's come back to the exercise. We did two parts of it, right? One was just the generic being here with you, I notice in what was here. And then we came and we focused on sensation. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we should explore with this particular authentic relating game? Yeah, there's what I would consider the edgier version of this. And when I say edgier, I mean, it feels kind of risky to do because it's like breaking with social convention to play it. But one of the ways I like to play this game is to name the things we're noticing that are assumptions and judgments. So remember coming back to this practice is assume nothing. You can name the parts of your experience that might be projections or assumptions about someone else. And the reason this is powerful and valuable in my experience is because these assumptions sneak into our models of reality as truth all the time. And the only solution we have to dealing with that is getting better at noticing, naming, and dropping the assumptions as they arise. Mm -hmm. And so you can say when you're doing the noticing game, being here with you, I notice I have an assumption or a story, or I'm making up that blank. Being here with you, I notice you kind of like smiling nervously and I'm making up the story that you don't want to play this game with me. So like I'm naming that as an assumption that I have about your experience. Yeah. And it makes it feel really like scary to say, oh, I'm going to speak what's going on in my head about someone else. We're just doing this not to be attached to whether we're right or not, but just to kind of label the parts of our experience that are assumptions that we really don't know if they're true or not. Yeah. 
that we're noticing and having momentum. I'm noticing that I want to ask you if we answer the assumption, but maybe we should just do the exercise and we can find out. No, don't answer it. Okay. Because then it can really quickly go into a dialogue of like, oh my God, you were right. Or no, that's not true. Then we're starting to have a different discussion. And that's actually part of the edginess of the exercise is you don't get to find out if your assumption is true or not. Mm. You can frame the game. If we were playing in a group, I would set up some time to debrief at the end so that you could check those assumptions out. But when you're actually in the space of noticing assumptions, it's important to just stay with that practice as the focus of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get how it could go totally off track and get righteous. Yeah. You want to get away from it as fast as you can because it's uncomfortable. And so if you give space for that in the model, then you go immediately to be like, oh my God, you're right. Or wow. Yeah, that was off. You know, like actually it's this. So just being unattached to whether those assumptions are true or not also softens our reliance on them. If we practice letting go of whether our assumption is true or not, we feel less pressure in revealing it. All right. Will you lead us off? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the noticing game again. And you can use that same thing, being here with you, I notice, And try to name the parts of the things that you're noticing that are out there in the world. You know, they're not sensations. They're not part of things that you're having. They're ideas that are coming to you from the other person. And just name them. Not being attached to whether they're right or wrong. And the other person's not going to confirm or deny the extent of the truth of that statement. They're just going to name a piece of their assumption or projection that might be arising. Beautiful. And you could share some impact. You could share a story that you're making up in response to what somebody said. Okay, got it. Cool. The being here with you, I noticed a story coming up that you were maybe nervous to try this out. Like that you were more uncomfortable with this one than some of the other ones we did. Mm. Hearing that, I noticed that there are parts of me that are wanting to debate that. And being here, I notice the whiteboard in your background. And I assume that you are really organized and got a lot of stuff going on. Being here with you, I'm now noticing your background too. And I'm wondering, are you in the office slash laundry room? Is it like the multi-purpose room? I'm picturing a map of your house. I think you're on the second floor. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing that whole like visual walkthrough of where you are in your physical space. Okay, this is a little hard. Um, (laughs) Because being here with you, I notice I'm being a little careful. Mm. Yeah. I've also felt the sense of caution or restraint a little bit of like, oh, 
what are we worried we're going to say? You know, are we worried we're going to offend each other? You can feel the tension there. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I've said that, being here with you, I noticed what I think is a fan in your background behind what looks like a bed. So I'm wondering if you're one of those people that sleeps with a fan on at night. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to pause this real quick because you actually took us into what would be like another deeper version of this game pretty naturally, which is you could say, being here with you, I notice blank assumption because blank. So you can give the reason why you might think something. Uh It it makes the game a little bit easier. And it also helps us question the origin stories of our assumptions. So we could try a couple more rounds. I notice blank because blank, and you can give the reason you're making that story up. Okay. And that helps us understand the clues that are having us think the way that we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It could either be the cues in our external environment that are triggers for a meaning-making machine to kind of turn on in our brain. Okay. And it can also help us tap into some of the deeper emotional landscape beneath that. Like, oh, you know, I notice your posture shifted back. I assume you're, you're nervous because I have a belief I talk too much and maybe I'm scaring you away. You're speaking to the deeper piece that might be beneath the meaning you're making, if you can find it. Okay. So that's another kind of like one click down into the practice that you kind of started to take us there organically. And I just wanted to invite it because it's also another fun way to play. Yeah. Okay. You want to lead us off this time? Yeah, I will. Being here with you, I'm noticing. Being here with you, I'm noticing. That I have a that I'm flooded with thoughts. And that I want to say all of them at once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this is going to overdo it, but I'm noticing that I want to know what's on your whiteboard, what it says. And I want to know how you're experiencing this thing that we're doing. And I want to know what's outside that window. Mm. Yeah, hearing that, I'm making up that you have a lot of genuine curiosity about me and some sense of frustration that we're not going to be able to explore that in this conversation. (laughs) I'm getting a felt sense of like wanting to like, we're stuck in this little model and I want to know these other things and they're out of bounds. And there's kind of like a little frustration in it. Not sure if that's true, but it's what it feels like. I'm noticing your earrings too, and I'm making up that there's a really cool collection of naturally inspired jewelry in your closet somewhere because they look like seed pods. And I imagine you might have like a bunch of those earrings that are like leaves dipped in gold and it's just the veins of the leaves you can see and kind of cool natural inspired jewelry and art making up all this stuff about your taste right now, just based on your earrings. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Can I pause for a sec? Yeah. I just want to ask a question. I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't, but when you are making 
your observations, when you're saying what you're saying, like what you just said, I'm noticing that I want to share what it's like to hear that versus reflect something that I'm seeing over here. Like that takes precedence for me, Mm. how I'm feeling kind of overtakes a curiosity I might have about what I'm noticing with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that one may not be more right than the other. It just is. But how does that work in this game? I really appreciate you bringing that in because there's always the opportunity to share impact because impact is part of our present experience. So that's what you're saying. My desire to respond to how I feel about what you shared is stronger than my curiosity about what's going on for you. So that means impact is more alive for you. So that's present. So when you're noticing it in the frame of the game, we're air quoting here, like playing by the rules, that's included. Okay. In an earlier round, I shared impact And then I shared something about what I'm noticing in the frame of you, because I sort of felt like I can't make it all about how I'm feeling. I have to put some attention over here. That might be you wanting to get it right instead of being with your experience more fully. I don't know. I'm making that up. There's an assumption. Hearing that, I assume you're more concerned with playing the game than you are with being with, you know, what's going on for you. Yeah. Or maybe... I don't want to be seen to be self-focused. Maybe it's not really self-focused, but my inner critic is saying, Mm. friend, you got too much tension on yourself and not on the other. That's great though, right? Because that's what this game is for, is to get us in touch with, whoa, wow, am I totally disembodying because I'm worried about being too self-centered? Isn't that a valuable realization about our experience? I would say that that's great little insight or kind of tidbit from from practicing something like this. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I think I'm pulling us out of the game. Is that okay? That's okay. We did a couple examples of the exercise. I think we covered some good ground with that. Awesome. Gabe, thank you so much for bringing me through an authentic relating game experience. Yeah. It was a little hard at times, but I think that it's, I can see all these applications and the various places in life I could take them. And it really is a tool for connection. Mm-hmm. With ourselves and with each other. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the other thing I'm super curious about, why would somebody do an exercise like this in life? Wow, that was intense, Lisa. I'm wondering, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, it was intense is, is kind of a good word. Um, it might be a little bit strong. But I definitely, as you heard, as was acknowledged in the games between Gabe and I, I was stretching a little bit. And I think that the biggest challenge for me is that I I don't often have conversations like this with people that I don't know really, really well. And even then, 
with people that I know really well, they're not as, as structured as the games were. So, you know, it's just a little bit new for me. I heard some of that. It was new and uh, it was stretching and there were also moments when it was fun and light and freeing maybe almost. Yeah. One of the things that was really helpful is that um, it invited me to get clear. Like a lot of the things that the games were asking of me allowed me to sound out what my experience was. And as you heard, my experience changed very quickly. So that was really, really helpful for me. The process of getting stuck in a place didn't happen. And I love that. I really love that. Awesome. So Lisa, I'm curious what's coming in the next episode. So in the next episode, which is episode eight of our first season and the third on this topic, we are going to look at the why. So just to back up in episode six, we talked about the what of authentic relating. What is it? And in episode seven, we talked about the how of authentic relating. How do you play? What does it sound like? And we presented you an actual game. In episode eight, we are going to wrap all this up by talking about why a coach or any human for that matter may want to practice authentic relating. And uh, we'll also look at what outcomes we've heard, seen, or even experienced from having done so. Perfect. Awesome. So we are going to list the four games in the show notes and, uh, We would like to invite everyone to try them on. Yeah. The invitation out there for you all after hearing the games is to sample it. So go ahead and check out the show notes, which will exist at our site, www.yourvitalself.com forward slash coaching confidential or wherever you hear your podcasts. Awesome. And Lisa, can our listeners get in touch with us if they want to comment, share feelings, share their impressions? And if so, how? Yeah. So, of course, obviously, we always love hearing from folks, whether it's just uh, how you experience uh, the authentic relating games, listening, the questions, trying them out, or what strikes you as you listen to our podcasts, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast or receive coaching from Vimla or I. And uh, the way to do that is at the same place, www.yourvitalself.com forward slash coaching confidential. Awesome. Until next time. <laughs>